This is the story of a podcast that takes weird news from across the world. And while many of these stories may seem fake, they're absolutely not because they're real. Gentlemen, welcome to Water Cooler Talk, the coolest theme song in the land. Today we are joined by Andy Merton, the chosen one, Andy Merton. Howdy, howdy. Glad to be here. How'd you get the nickname, the chosen one? Well, I was chosen. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. That works for me. For those of you who may not know, Andy has been in a few of our desk duty sketches. Yep. Uh, do you want to talk about your time there? Um, I, it was a fun time to do. That was my first time actually doing any uh, really stunt like that. You did play Chad or Brad or one of the Chads uh, or Brads. Uh, Brad, I believe. Brad, yes. Yeah, Chad was one of couple episodes and we, we kind of lost him there yeah he he had other things going on in his life but you finished off the season strong we had a good end of that run and we we're glad you were able to help us out on that it was a very fun time i was happy to be there awesome you did win three oscars for that performance but whatever we'll just I did, I quickly did. move on from that scenario i try not to brag i like to be a humble person <laughs> all right well have you are you a big listener to water cooler talk if you're not totally fine i listened to a couple of the first episodes and stuff it was kind of kind of tough to keep up with you guys you guys are putting out so much good content um you know this is you guys are obviously on track i think to win a couple emmys of your own here this yeah i think been... we'll i'll think we'll, we'll probably maybe try next year but yeah yes. we're focusing more on the podcast now the podcast is going to lead the way this episode is going to lead the way in Absolutely. changing the way people look at news well andy you are on water cooler talk the only such podcast on the internet hosted by me guest hosted by you and here is what we do during water cooler talk we take we take strange and crazy news stories news stories that you're not going to see on the front page and we discuss them for you because well andy you work in an office space right uh, so do you want to share where you work uh i work for a giant corporation uh here in Minnesota. You might have heard them, you might have not. They are known as uh, Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing, 3M for short. Interesting. I've never heard of 3M before. No, it's uh, <laughs> really a hidden brand there. Yeah, no one's, very, no one's ever heard very of them. small business. But anyways, <laughs> you you obviously have coworkers you work with and yep. There's there's maybe some downtime during throughout the day, you would say? Oh, definitely. And what do you what are you guys talking about? A lot of small talk there? Uh, we talk about Cheryl. We Generally, like to talk behind her back. Yeah, screw Cheryl. Yeah. Jesus, I've heard some stories about oh, her. Oh, she's a <laughs> woman. But water cooler talk is here to help because a lot of people in their office spaces they have to do that small talk. They have to converse with Cheryl. Okay. So what are you gonna talk about if you hate Cheryl's guts? You have to talk about something, and if you keep talking about the weather, you're just gonna hate Cheryl more to the point where you pull an office space and burn down your office. And that very well could happen. I mean, Cheryl is she only she, I got my limits to how much I can talk about her behind her back and stuff. But you know, uh, it's 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 you're very right. You know, this is why we need more podcasts like this um you know stuff with great quality like this certain topics just get dry like you said the weather you can only talk about so much i can only talk about how short my weekend was with uh dave you know for so long yeah i, I listened to your first podcast um god it was a couple it's a little while it's ago been now. about seven or eight months yeah no you guys had some good good topics i remember thanks it's gone yes. downhill from there oh absolutely <laughs> but uh you know I'm here to pick things up a little. We're going to bring this back up to the uh, the, the pinnacle. The high standard it yes, once was. The, the high standard. I appreciate that. I thank you. But yes, so yeah, we're going to help you with your small talk game listeners because we're going to share some crazy news stories that you'll be able to be like, hey, Cheryl, hey, Dave, check out this guy who cut off his own penis and then sewed it back on his forehead. <laughs> All right, Andy, are you ready to talk about some crazy news stories? I'm about as ready as I'm going to be. All right, well, we need before before I get into the story, we need some background. So having, like I said, having done Water Cooler for about eight months now, we've come to realize that crazy news stories come from two sources. Sure. The UK, shout out to our UK fans. You crazy UK people out there. And anywhere surrounding a Waffle House, because it's our goal in 2018 to get a live show from the Waffle House. What are your thoughts on that? That's some high standards right there, man. I mean, I, I props to you. I think we, I think you could do it. You know, I think you know, pull this together. Get it would good. be perfect if there was a Waffle House in the UK. I don't think so. Do they not have a Waffle House in the UK? It's a very southern restaurant, maybe, but I think it's just in like the South United States. Uh. But speaking of Waffle House, I do want to give a shout out to James Shaw Jr., the Waffle House hero. I don't know if you heard about that story. A gunman went into a Waffle House, uh, shot like four people, injured some more. And James 
Shaw Jr. unarmed stopped this armed gunman, or at least disarmed him. He eventually ran away and got caught later, but just balls to the wall, balls of steel wow. by that guy. I just wanna, our, he's our hero of the month. Definitely, absolutely. Managed to get like free waffles for life. I oh, mean. definitely, definitely. That's the way. Have you ever been to a Waffle House before? You know, I've eaten a lot of waffles in my lifetime. Um, I have not. I don't know that I've been. Nah, you know what? In my younger days, I used to drink a lot. I'll let you know that. Been to a couple different places, you know, a lot of Perkins late night stops. Oh, definitely, you know, very um, much true. The Denny's. I'm pretty sure Waffle House might have been on there. In fact, I think if I'm if I'm corrected, I think when I was uh, younger, we, my folks and I we took a trip down to Florida, and I think I, I went to one one once there. Actually, okay. very good waffles. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'll believe on that one. All right, but let's get into it. Sure. First story of the day: Schools are removing analog clocks from exam halls as teenagers. Cannot tell time. This is from the Telegraph UK. And before we get into the story, this story happened in the UK, not the United States. Uh. Um, so this is what happened. A head teacher union in the UK said schools would begin to remove analog clocks and install digital clocks from examination halls after students taking their GCSE and A-level exams complained that they were struggling to read the correct time on the analog clock. And in case you don't know the school system in the UK, the GCSE is the General Certificate of Secondary Education, which is an academic qualification taken by students at the age of 15 to 16 in England to show advancement in secondary education, usually after two years of study. So what are your first thoughts on this younger generation around 15 to 16 having troubles with exams because they can't read the analog clock? Well, it's interesting. I actually um, just was at a grill out the other day and my my nephew I was talking to, he was a, he's about eight years old. Or no, I take that back. He's seven kind of lose track. Uh, seven years old, he was telling me they were just learning about that in school the other day. How to read an analog clock. How to read an analog clock. And obviously, young kid, he was still kind of struggling with it a little. It's exactly kind of what I was thinking, you know, like, man, you know, this is one of those things, like, you remember they told us in, like, you know, elementary school, we had to learn cursive? Yeah, very, I remember that. Yeah, I remember when's the, the last time you used cursive? I only use it to sign my name, that's about it. Right, I mean, outside of that, if you can sign your name, you're good. But have you ever written, like, you know, a book in cursive or read, I mean, Come on. I have not. No, that's yeah. a useless skill. Unless maybe you're going to be a doctor and like scribble some stuff on paper. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. See, that's what I was kind of thinking about when I heard about, you know, students not being able to like read an analog clock. It's exactly going through my mind. Is this something they're still going to need in, you know, 10, 15 years? I mean, my, my watch I'm wearing right here is analog and it takes a little getting used to, but. I don't, is this going to be a useful skill or not, you know? Well, and that's the thing. I think, like, I'm looking at your phone. It has the digital time on right. there. Kids these days, they're growing up in a very digital world. This is So when they see an analog clock, it's like, oh, it's like cursive. It's like, you. why would you need that right now when you have digital clocks that do it for you? So I think this is a very, people are just looking at the headline from this and being like, oh, kids these days are so stupid. But when really it's kids aren't even learning this because it's not pertinent to them. It's an outdated technology. It, it is. And I'll tell you this. I do have an analog clock on my watch that I wear, you know, on my wrist here. I look at my clock or my, my phone every time. I want to know the clip of the time. It's really? almost turned in just like a day. You know, it's a piece of jewelry, right? Like, I don't, even, I don't even wear a watch just because I know I have my phone on me somewhere or I have a computer. Or... You look at the sun, don't you? Just yes. Just kind of like, all right, yeah, let's just do a, a, a quick sundial. I actually, <laughs> learned, I actually learned how to do a sundial in Africa. Let's challenge so I know these how kids. to do it. Ah, get back. What happens when your car runs out? You have to go flintstoning exactly, on it. Exactly, exactly. I think that'd be a lot more useful, learning to sundial. <laughs> yeah, very much true. Uh, Malcolm Trobe, the Deputy General Secretary of the Association of School and College Leaders, said, By the time students reach secondary school, it is assumed that they will be able to read a clock face, although in reality, this is often not the case. Just take away the stigma of kids don't need analog clocks. When About what age do you think they should be learning that kind of thing? I, well, okay, you're talking about the U.S. versus U.K. U.K., they got... Big Ben over there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Very true point. True point. I know. I'm dodging the question here, but I'm just in my mind. I'm picturing Big Ben being turned into like this big digital clock. Like, oh, <laughs> I, can, I can see that. That's smart. I like that. <laughs> but um, a proper age, as far as I, you know, get them on that right away. I think it's if it's something in front of them, they're gonna like, you know, if you don't never look at it, you're never gonna learn. But yeah, exactly. You know, Very true. Maybe teacher. I don't know. There's no proper. Just get them. I don't know. Get them a clock. Eight. You know, when they're eight or nine. 
whatever. Well, yeah, and I mean, obviously, when you get to the point on, you know, do they even need a nano clock? Like, obviously, when I'm asking that question, I'm taking away that point. And you know, you know what you're saying. You're saying is is this is this something that kids should be learning? Or yes, there not? it is. I I don't know. I mean, it's one of those. It's again. It's you know did. Remember the, they said, your know, teacher said we'd never have a calculator in our pocket. I mean, and now we do. And I, who knows? Maybe we're all going to wear Google glasses in 10 years from now that are going to tell us, you know, it's, I don't know. I think it is a little outdated technology there, but I mean, it's, I don't know. Keep people on their toes. Keep them bright. Let them keep reading it. Well, I definitely, I definitely believe you on that. And going back to what Mr. Trobe said about, you know, teachers assuming this has already been taught. We find that a lot in the U.S. in the school system where one teacher is like, oh, I expected the teacher before you to teach this. And then the teacher before that is like, oh, you'll learn that in high school. Or like, oh, you're supposed to learn that in middle school. And and then that information gets lost. And I feel like that's very much happening with the analog clock discussion. So meanwhile, they're discussing analog clocks, but they'll never teach them how to balance a checkbook, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> this is so they, important. they need to read a clock, but <laughs> I don't care if they know how to buy a house or take out a loan or... Yes. Check your credit score or something like that. Like... It's like teaching real skills, how to change a tire or something. Exactly. Right? <laughs> the analog clock is going out of business. Let's teach them real right. skills. That's the one thing I real like I hoped in high school. Now, like running my own business and basically doing everything independently right. is like I wish I knew how to do that stuff. It's like I have to go to freaking YouTube or Google to learn right. that stuff. Which is great that that stuff's there. But yeah. I mean, I mean, I, how much would have you loved it if they taught you that kind of stuff in elementary school? Like how to be an entrepreneur or how to... I mean, for me, it's been a while. I don't know. Maybe they're teaching different stuff nowadays, but never being, I don't remember being taught how to like balance a check. That's something, you know, I mean, it's not the hardest thing, but. Yeah. I remember, I think freshman year, I had to take a careers class. Yeah. And then besides that, there's, I mean, there's obviously electives you could take that kind of split off, like you could do in like business management and stuff of that nature. Right. But when you're like 16, 17, it's like, that's not very important. So it should be a requirement because I don't think that's important at that age, but now I do. Right. Well, hey, remember, 16, 17, I remember the only thing that was on my mind was looking at girls and stuff. Oh, like exactly. Age, yeah. Right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> everything's what a popularity contest only back thing. then. <laughs> but back to the story, many teachers Sorry. took to social media to share their experiences about the issue. One teacher tweeted, of course, because it's Twitter. Exactly. Our school has replaced the analog clocks with a digital one in the hall for exams because pupils couldn't use it to tell the time. You say pupils? Pupils? Is it pupils? 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 Pu- uh, we'll call them pupils. <laughs> Who cares? Hey, whatever. It's tomato, tomato on right, that. Right. Uh, we'll get we'll get a few UK comments to be like, wow, you guys suck. <laughs> uh, but this is actually an interesting study. Apparently, Sally Payne, head pediatrician, occupational therapist at the Heart of England Foundation NHS Trust, warned that children are increasingly finding it harder to hold pens and pencils because of an excessive use of technology. She said, it's easier to give a child an iPad than encouraging them to do muscle building play, such as building clocks, cutting and sticking, or pulling toys and ropes. Because of this, they're not developing the underlying foundation skills they need to grip and hold a pencil. What are your thoughts on kids that they're not doing regular play activities like we may have done growing up. You're a little older than me, but right. we still kind of did the same, like going out and play, making forts, uh, like playing football. We're in a fort right yeah, now. Yeah, we are in a fort. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on kids growing up with phones in their hands, not being able to grip a pencil because they don't have the dexterity or strength? I mean, it's a changing world, right? I mean, nowadays I look at my, my niece and nephew holding iPads and, you know, and they want to play with the phone all the time. But, you know, I think of, you know, when we were growing up too, I mean, we had like the Sega Genesis was coming out and Nintendo, we were playing on that stuff all the time. You know, your folks are kind of like giving us crap for that. I mean, it's changing time, maybe changing technology. I mean, I think holding a pencil might be an important, uh, something an important skill you might need though. So maybe eventually get, in life. Right, right. Get them a Silas with a, a little pencil for their there thing or something. Go. Yeah. I don't know. You're right. I mean, that's interesting that, that that's something that's coming out, dude. But I mean, like I said, I think it's just a changing generation, changing time. I mean, for better or for worse, you know? Well, and that's one of the things I'm very interested to see, like, our kids, like, how they handle life. Because, like, we were on the cusp of when growing up, we didn't have technology. And then we had the technology boom. And then now we have 
technology everywhere. So like the generations before us, they didn't know much about technology. They grew up in the traditional norm of the 50s and 60s and 70s. And now we're going to have our kids growing up where literally phone in hand. Right. So it'll be very interesting to see kind of how future generations grow up. And I mean, like I'm just thinking about, you know, back in the day, you know, where folks asking me like how to program the VCR, you know, now I have to ask my, my niece and nephew, how to use my phone in some cases, right? I mean, it's like, how do they do that, man? They're really like, he's only eight years old or no, seven years old. I keep getting that wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy to think, you know, stuff you think you're on top of the world with technology until, you know, this stuff just keeps rapidly changing, you know, getting out of the loop. And that's the thing. And you're an engineer, so obviously you have to be up to date on technology. But for like me, or even like in the creative field, there's always something new, always something new to learn. And it's like, sometimes you just feel like you get left behind and you become like someone like Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola? Coppola. I don't know. Anyways, the 70s, boom, he was doing so good. But then he stuck to the old style of filmmaking. He stuck to the old stuff. And he's made crap ever since. So it's like, it's kind of tough to always be upgrading and upgrading and upgrading and feel like you're not falling behind. You know, that was interesting. You know, I remember in, in uh, college, there was a, <clears throat> excuse me, there was a, there was a gal that was in one of my classes. And her what her father actually did was help businessmen keep up with changing technology. And I never heard about, you know, like someone who specifically had a job for that, you know, I mean, I think it's an excellent idea, right? I mean, very excellent. Right. Because things, you know, the older generation, you're not constantly, like you said, stuff's changing. How do you stay on top of it? She mentioned that that's specifically what her parent didn't like. Cool. But then, you know, who keeps him on top of things, right? (laughs) Yeah. Who, who teaches the guy who teaches the other guys? Right, right. (laughs) All right. But to finish up the analog clock story, I have one question I want to ask. Sure. So teachers are obviously possibly mad at students for not being able to tell time on an analog clock where do you think something like that should be taught like would you consider that a life uh, a life skill that needs to be taught at home or would you consider that an education skill that needs to be taught in the classroom <laughs> it's like one of just those stupidest skills dude <laughs> like how to read <laughs> I mean, I don't get your kid a damn. I mean, it, it comes down to the parents, right? They want them to learn time. Get them a damn clock or something to put on their hand. Right? No, very true. Is it really yeah. that important of a life skill, <laughs> right? <laughs> very. I definitely believe with you. If you want your kid to know how to learn how to tell time, don't expect the schools to do it. Just do it yourself. Right, right. I mean, I love to t- hear the parent complaining about that. Like, they didn't teach my kid how to read a clock. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, maybe be a better parent. Right. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on. On the clock. On the clocks, on schools are removing analog clocks from exam halls as teenagers cannot tell time. I you know, that's like I said, the UK, I, you know, it could be a little different out there. All I, I said, I still have just this image in my head of Big Ben turning in this big analog <laughs> clock because you're too lazy to learn. I guarantee there's probably a photo out there of probably. that uh, being Totally happening. 100% real too, right? Yes, very real. Not Photoshop at all. We'll, we'll actually take credit. Yes. If you ever <laughs> see that photo, that's me and Andy's yeah, idea. That's us. All right, story number two. Andy, have you were you a big fan of the Oceans movies? Oceans. Ocean Oceans. Oceans, mov- uh, yeah. Like 11 and 12 and 13. Yeah. I mean, the they original. Got, they got a little old after a while, I thought. But, I mean, the, the very first one, Ocean's 11, I love that one. You know, George Clooney getting in there. It's his secret plan. You like the heist? Do you like heist movies? When they're pulled off, when they're pulled off good like that, I mean, there's got to be some sort of plot. I mean, you can't copy that movie like seven or eight times. You know, it's you got to add something that gets a little original. To me, that was like my first time seeing something really like that, so I, I did enjoy it. Awesome, awesome. Well, I got a potential Ocean's type heist for you. Uh. Hackers stole a casino's high roller database through a thermometer in the fish tank. This is from Business Insider. And going back to the heist, I think. I don't know about you, but for me at least, I don't want to speak for you, like it would be my dream to pull off this high money heist. I think that would be so freaking cool to do. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. You got to remember anything you're able to pull off like that, like you know, you're going to spend the, you're kind of caught, right? I mean, you're yeah, caught. yeah, definitely, definitely <laughs> with the police, with yeah. the, in my, in my imagination, that's what I like, well, but I mean, reality yeah. wise, it's uh we want to go rob a bank, we can do it, man. I'm, you know, let's just... Well, Oh, jeez, dude, oh, wait, we should have just... Yeah. Turn off the mics, yeah, turn off yeah, the mics. Let's talk, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. No. 
No, interesting. I mean, like, I, you know, someone robbing a bank or robbing a casino. And I think, well, I think the thing on why I like it so much is it's been very romanticized in movies and the bank robbers of the 50s and the, the 40s and stuff like that. It's it's probably not the best way to live a life. You're probably a scum for doing it. But right, right. Blame, blame Hollywood, parents. Blame Hollywood. All right, let's get into the story. So Nicole Egan, the CEO of Darktrace, a cybersecurity firm, stated that hackers are increasingly targeting Internet of Things. Do you know what the IoT is? Internet of Things. And I believe that's just stuff connected to your... Yeah, their devices... Um, smart devices, kind of? Is a system of devices that have the ability to transfer data over a network without requiring human-to-human or human-to-computer interaction. So like an Alexa. Anything okay. basically connected to the internet, the wide-open internet, is considered an Internet of Things. I don't know why they call it that. You're the engineer... You're in that field. I, I have no idea. Internet of Things. Internet like. of Things. IoT. You feel like they would call it maybe like Internet Connected Devices or something. I feel like it's something like an old person would get mad at that. that Internet of Things over there. <laughs> exactly. Internet of Things. But anyways, Nicole Egan said it's becoming increasingly more easy for hackers to hack into things like air conditioning units or household appliances. <laughs> so basically, she's saying anything that's connected to the Internet, a hacker can get in. You have a smart freaking fridge. Hackers are hacking your shit. <laughs> I'm just gonna get nice and like. Are they gonna turn the heat the heat up? In yeah, the they're gonna I... they're gonna mess with your thermometer. The chicken's gonna... gonna go bad. <laughs> they're gonna be like, ooh, I hope he likes his. Yeah, it was... <laughs> I hope 30... he's not trying to freeze those ice cubes. Yeah, we're gonna make him 33 degrees just to fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> so during a conference, Egan gave one memorable anecdote about a case Dark Trace worked in which a casino was hacked via a thermometer in the aquarium in the lobby. She states the attackers used that to get a foothold in the network. From there, they then found the high roller database and then pulled that back across the network, out the thermostat, and up in the cloud. So hackers trying to hack into a casino, trying to pull an Ocean's Eleven type stunt, somehow they realized that the thermometer, the super fancy thermometer in the aquarium is connected to the internet. They get in through the thermometer, they hack the thermometer. Somehow, I don't know that, I don't know anything about hacking or coding. They take whatever's in the thermometer, they're able to get into the bigger network, they're able to take the high roller database of all the high roller clients, pull that out through the original network, and then pull it out all the way through the thermostat. Jesus. <laughs> Techno like we said, technology is insane, and that's just another thing that's like, I don't understand any of that. You know, I, I think if someone was, I mean, that, that's insane that someone was able to do all that just off a thermometer, but yeah, you know what goes through my mind when I first hear that is like, okay, the guy that knows how to do something like that, he hacks into this uh, this thermometer, uh, you know, in a casino to get all their information. That, that's, you know, this guy, obviously a smart cookie, right? Okay, what did this guy do to, like, get knocked out of his, like, job? I mean, if you were that good... You know, you'd think they'd be working for some big company. I mean, but now you're you're hacking casinos. I mean, I'm sure maybe if he knows he's getting away with it and stuff. But I'm picturing like this is the guy that got canned from some place that's on his record permanently and like can't get back into the system. So now he has to hack casino as well. I could also see it as like a guy who can make a lot more money doing this because you have to remember, Andy. There's a lot of bad people in the world who are <laughs> no, driven who no. are driven by money. Everyone's nice. Money doesn't drive anyone, right? Because <laughs> I know, I know, for example, that like the FBI and the CIA will hire these hackers to hack back, and they'll get like immunity or something crazy like that. So sure, but I mean, I'm just picturing, you know, to me, I mean, you know, personally, like when I think of something like that, I mean, why why is it that you and me aren't committing crimes, right? Because we think like. Well, yeah, it's gonna kind of fuck with your record. Yeah, I don't want right? to be in jail. Right, like, I would not. I would not do good uh, in jail. You're, you're a good. You're a pretty, pretty big guy. guy. <laughs> you're muscular. I'm not. Yeah. They would. Well, there's always, no matter how good you are, there's always someone better than you. There's not one bigger guy. I'll be someone's bitch. <laughs> oh, I, I would, I would, I would be someone's bitch within a matter of seconds. It'd it might take like, me a hey, day or come two. Come here, pretty boy. I'm sure, I'd be right there with you. <laughs> but I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like if you were that good with computers, I mean, why not you do something like that? To I agree, there's monetary gain, I suppose. But then that's just gonna to me i'd always think that'd be kind of always hanging over your head i mean we've all watched those movies back in the day and like thought yeah i could i could do that you know like rob something or then you know it's kind of always going to be hanging over your head right if you were that good with computers or you could hack something through a thermometer i mean 
come on, you should like some Fortune 500 company should swipe you up right there and then, right? Oh yeah, you could be like inventing technology to cure cancer or stuff of that <laughs> right. nature, but hack the cancer, <laughs> hack the cancer, get in there, hack the get cancer. Well, I kind of want to ask you about um, Nicole Egan basically saying anything connected to the internet can get hacked. What are your thoughts on general security in your home? Do you have an Alexa in your house or a Google Home? Nah. Uh, stuff that you but you do have a phone so what right. is like what's your general thoughts on just the security of people listening in obviously not the government because they're always listening in right. but just saying like a random hacker being able to hack into your phone and know exactly what you're doing with your life they're going to be sadly disappointed <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the crap i talk about am i like gonna know about that the chili that i ate the other day like backed me up a little and got me going i mean they're they're gonna there's not if there's a hacker hacking my stuff they are very bored we'll we'll say all right maybe we'll change the situation say you're like kind of a like a minor celebrity all right well i I am kind of right oh yeah that's very true i still get i still like people in the bars will sometimes say hey are you gonna like it's weird it's very weird i get mistaken for mark Wahlberg all the time oh yeah i see it i see it i see it (laughs) but yeah what are your just thoughts on general security with technology I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, I think a lot of people, the convenience over, you know, security, right? I mean, people will, will put their crap out there if if it's convenient, right? I mean, I, I, I it's terrible. I mean, if you have stuff out there, I mean, that's something I was thinking about a couple of years, uh, well, a couple of months back, actually, about, um, you know, think about, you know, someone running for office four or five six years from now they're gonna have stuff that's you know was on social media at one point like everything is going to be found somewhere you know people hacking people's uh information hillary clinton right i mean you think about like the people who got into her emails and found information on her like anything is going to be out there you know maybe for you know some blokes like you and me i'm only using the word bloke because i guess we're pretty big in the uk yeah yeah no that's i like that as soon as you said it, i was like he knows he knows the audience we're playing too looks i guess like we don't i mean we don't you know do we really have that much that we really need i i well maybe i don't know i mean even stuff like your social security card or your bank numbers or stuff like that i personally i think that i try to stay as disconnected from the internet as possible as possible but the thing is like i run media company so it's very hard uh but i'm always in the understanding and even going back to the previous story on with the new technologies you have to get a guy like your friend in college's dad who is like teaching you how do i understand what's being developed but also how do i keep myself safe right security wise oh absolutely you know that's that's something if you think about right now too like hackers who are like the number one people they target is the elderly because they're so skeptical or they believe, you know, there was a scam a couple of years back. I remember about these people, they call your, your grandparents and say they were your, the grandchildren. They're in Canada. They're trapped. They need money. Um, and you're right. It's the older generation that's going to need the better training on how to keep out of that stuff. I know personally with the big rise of like cryptocurrencies too, there's a lot of like scams out there that's going on with that stuff. I know you're absolutely right. I mean, it's like stuff we need to be educated on because maybe we don't know how much it's hurting us. You know, I just, to me, I don't, I don't have a lot of really sensitive information or maybe not too much that I'm really like ashamed of that's hidden there. I mean, I know that's kind of going into the whole, like, well, if you got nothing to hide, what are you worried about? Yeah, there's no naked photos on the phone. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, oh, you're yeah. deleting stuff. You're deleting <laughs> stuff right <laughs> now. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. Those, those selfless mirrors are shirtless mirror selfies. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, like, I don't have yeah. a ton of stuff. That, I mean, if someone was really hacking my stuff, I, they'd be a pretty solely disappointed. So I was like, hey, I'm going to show this shirtless mirror selfie of you. Um, like, well. Yeah, it's definitely like it totally changes your opinion depending on how famous you are or how powerful like a position you're in because yeah it's like i don't care if like a nude photo gets out on me but if i was like the freaking president i might uh but yeah that's the thing it's like my my cousin actually he's probably going to be president one day no joke he like tried to run for mayor at 18 he's super ambitious (laughs) and i'm very jealous but it's like now i have to be like super careful with everything i do because it's gonna come back it's gonna come out of the closet it's like okay gotta get ready he's he's still pretty young so i still got some time before he can run so enough time to clean out the closets and the or (laughs) the skeletons in the closet yeah delete those old myspace posts Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't. Uh, it's it's that's. I think you're 100 percent right there. It's if the more famous you are, the more stuff you got to be worried about. There it is. We're not gonna become famous just because of that, right there. Damn. 
I get, oh, this is a good question. Is it still worth becoming famous if you had those risks? Ooh, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, being famous has, you know, ruined some people's lives if you really think about it. And if you look at like famous people with the paparazzi, like that's just in-person privacy being taken away. Now imagine people coming after your personal privacy online. Oh, and like 24-7, you're always worried about it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I know that's that's a conversation I think a lot of people have had too, right? It's like, would you trade being famous for all these people constantly coming up to you? I mean, Bill Gates, does he just, you know, walk around like or go to Walmart? Well, no, he probably, he probably has someone that goes to Walmart for him. <laughs> he probably has his own Walmart. Right, he has a Walmart in his mansion, you know, but... <laughs> Yeah, I guess, you know, do you, do you lose a little freedom when you get to be that famous? I definitely think you do. I definitely think you have to, like, completely change who, like, your daily routine. Um, but then also you have the money to, like, you don't, if you want to go to a restaurant, you have enough money to say, hey, I want to get a special booth in the back. And yeah, I do that every weekend, man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, I'm super in debt, but. I do that at McDonald's, though. <laughs> like, hey, Flippy, Flippy the McFlipper, get, get me, me in over. here. <laughs> All right, well. Let's we're we're staying on the technology. These sure. are all like technology related stories because you're in the technology field. I want something to that you could relate with. Hello. This may be I don't know. This may be something you can relate to. Maybe something you can't. Mom delivers her own baby after watching tutorial on YouTube. <laughs> this is from the Heart Radio UK. Proof that you can find anything on YouTube. <laughs> Tia Freeman, 22, was forced to deliver her own baby during a 17-hour stopover. Stopover, just for people to know, layover is under 24 hours. Stopover is over 24 hours. In a Istanbul hotel room with only YouTube tutorials for guidance. Previously, Freeman was unaware she was pregnant until she passed the six-month mark, but still decided to go ahead with her planned holiday trip to Germany, expecting the baby to be born after she returned home. And I've heard that a lot on women don't really know they're pregnant until the last few months, because uh, women stuff. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a man, so I don't... I, I don't want to talk to that, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> However, unknown to her, she went into labor on the flight out of the U.S. She, on the flight? On the flight, she went into labor, so she started having labor pangs. She wrongly believed her contractions to be symptoms of food poisoning after eating salmon as her <laughs> in-flight meal. First off, probably a bad decision to go with the, with the yeah. salmon on a never, international flight. Never go with fish or any sort of seafood on a plane. I Have you been on an international flight? Uh, you know, I've, I've mainly most vacations I've taken have been kind of throughout the States here. I, okay. I've never really overseas or anything. So no flights with meals on them or anything? You know, I mean, you know, a long time ago, um, when I, you know, again, when I went down to Florida, yeah, there was some food there, but I mean, like, there was certainly, I don't remember there being any seafood options. Yeah. I kind of joke with everyone, I say I'm on a seafood diet, I seafood, I eat it, <laughs> but um, there is a certain limit, and right, I totally agree, like that gas station sushi. Yeah, that's 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 what I imagine that an in-flight salmon meal is is yeah. the basic equivalent of gas station sushi. Because when I when I was on the flight, I went to Africa. When I was on the flight to Africa, they served like chicken, a vegetarian option, and then a fish option. Quick question: When you were down in Africa, did it rain? <laughs> Sorry, it actually didn't. The funny thing, it was a drought season, so. Uh, I heard that I, song this morning. I had to ask. I've you. heard that. I've heard that question so many times, yeah. Andy. It doesn't even phase me anymore. Oh, but that's right. the worst thing is it didn't rain, and I was super mad about that. You could have said, "Imagine if it did." I would. Like, you would have lit oh up. <laughs> when my South African buddies are listening to it, they're like typical Americans. Yeah. Typical. They're freaking Toto. Get out of here. <laughs> but anyways, back to Tia Freeman. So she has labor contractions on the plane. She thinks it's the bad salmon. She thinks she has food poisoning. First off, food poisoning, never a fun night. As Tia was trapped in a chaotic customs line, because customs, international customs are horrible. I think it took me like three hours to get out of the custom lines. Coming from going to South Africa, they were just like, hey, welcome to South Africa, whatever. <laughs> but going from South Africa to the United States, it was like a three-hour custom line. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. But anyways, while she was in this line, Tia realized that those contractions she had felt earlier were not caused by food poisoning, but instead, her baby was on the way. Yikes. So, as any millennial, Freeman posted the rest of her story from her Twitter. And I'll, uh, I'll shout out her Twitter, at the Whittle, W-I-T-T-L-E, demon. So if you want to check her, follow her on Twitter later, that's where you can go. 
Did she? I'm just picturing her. She, she had the time to do this on uh, Twitter. When, well, she tweeted after the after thing. Okay, but she wasn't like pulling out Snapchat during this whole thing. Like. Maybe I don't. I don't have her Snapchat. I will. I will uh, DM her on. Be like, yo, Shoot give me up. those snaps, give me dude. Snapchat. Give me those snaps. I don't know. I don't know if that's a Snapchat story I'd want to see. Either. I don't either. Yeah. People <laughs> post weird stuff on Snapchat. That's not one of them I want to see. But anyways, these are her tweets. I make it to the hotel room, and now I'm sure I'm in labor. There's no way in the world I'm not in labor because I can barely stand up at this point. So I'm in a foreign country where no one speaks English, I don't know this country's emergency number, and I have no clue what to do. So yo, it's game time. Game time is capitalized. I don't have time to be nervous, it's time to get shit done. I spring into action, filling up the tub with warm water, hashtag water birth. Grabbing a towel to bite down on, grabbing another towel to wrap him her up whenever it pops out. It's weird how focused a person becomes when their adrenaline starts going. So boom, she's ready, she's in the tub, Hashtag water birth. She's ready to go. Adrenaline's pumping. Wow. I mean, she. I mean, I give her props. She knew exactly what she needed to do. I mean, she hopped in there, and I would have no clue. <laughs> have you ever had a situation where, like, you've had a major adrenaline rush? Just right now, coming on this show, <laughs> adrenaline rush. You have been long. shaking yes. for the whole yes, recording. I'm, I'm just so excited. To be, <laughs> I don't, man. I couldn't imagine like uh, being in that situation. I mean, one. You know, this might be a dumb question, but. Are you supposed to travel when you're pregnant? I thought that was kind of a... I, I definitely... I know you're not supposed to go on roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> that might be out of the question. Wasn't that something they tried in South Park when... Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, Kenny Wanda's mom. But yeah, I, I mean, I will... St- I, I do want to state this directly to our listeners. I am not a doctor. Uh, but... <laughs> you <had> me fooled. <laughs> oh, this lab coat yep, fools yep. you? Awesome. But... I th- I think pregnant women are allowed up to a certain trimester to be able okay. to go on an airplane. But as you know, as she said, she was like, "I'm pretty sure the baby's gonna be born after I come back." Uh, um, so she she was tempting fate, and I think fate was like, "Hold ya, hold it, hold it, girl." Gonna happen here, huh? Yeah. So to avoid any complications, Freeman went to YouTube to watch a DIY birth. And she continued on Twitter. So anyway, I stripped down and climbed in the tub. The internet said there were a couple positions that people find the most comfortable. I picked one that worked for me and I was like, okay, boom, let's birth this baby. <laughs> so I throw the towel in my mouth and start pushing. And I have never felt like any pain like this in my life. I felt like I was being split open. Where was my epidural? She screamed. <laughs> uh, what's the worst pain you've ever have in your, had in your life? You know, I'm thinking about, you know, this is a very good question. Uh, the the age-old question, is it is it worse to give birth to a child or get kicked in the balls? You know, my worst is probably getting kicked in the balls because I've never, I've never given birth to a child, obviously. Um, I do think that being kicked in the balls is worse, though. Have you ever heard the saying that it's worse to be kicked in the balls because guys don't ask to be kicked in the balls a second time? Yes, yes, that is exactly where I was going with that. I mean, what is it, like six months or a year down the road, the woman will ha- want to have another child? Exactly. I've never said I want to get kicked in the balls. No. no. I've, I've had a few times, I used to catch a lot for baseball. I've had a few times, even with a cup on, like a fall ball or just a ball in the dirt, like, just catches you the wrong way. And yeah. it's just, you're just, you're helpless. No, oh, it's <laughs> it's like your Achilles heel, right? Like and it's, I, yeah, it's such a major uh, bad thing on our body. It's like, if we're out, if we're glad we're not hunter gatherers anymore, or oh, like, yeah. it's just like, Nut tap down. Was it wasn't it Betty White who had that old saying like it's not you know you shouldn't say grow balls you should say get a pussy because like those can take a beating. Yeah, exactly. The balls like they're sensitive and weak. I mean, yeah, we're getting really off topic. Yeah, we're really <laughs> getting into balls and sensitivity. Balls to the wall. But to continue on what Tia had to say is to finish off her Twitter rant, and you can not her Twitter rant. I don't want it. This is a good thing. This is a super good story. Twitter story, and you yeah. can read her story once again at the Whittle Demon. On Twitter, uh, Tia, please send us some money for shutting out your Twitter. Thank please. you. Uh, but anyways, luckily it happened pretty quickly, she said. I only had to push about five to six times before a baby popped out. Now let me tell you, babies are buoyant. That little joker said, bloop, and <laughs> floated right up to the top of the water. Popped right out, huh? You know, that almost sounds like the, the well, I don't know how much we, you know, descriptions we can get descriptions within here. But yeah, I took a dump that was something like that the other day. <laughs> couple good shoves and that thing came out and floated, did you right? post it on twitter i should have taken a snapchat of it oh you know? man i like kind of like I'm all, I'm all about that snapchat yeah snapchat. i recently got rid of my snapchat really yeah because I, this, I guess this is going back to the last story on i just don't feel safe on snapchat man 
Really? No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I just, I just see like social media is, is kind of a very negative space because yeah. people are always posting the positive things in their life. Yeah. They're never posting real moments. Everything's so superficial. And Snapchat is one of those things right. where, where Instagram, everything's public. Snapchat is very private. So you can be more free on trying to be like, oh, look at me. I'm at a concert. What are you doing with your night? First off, that person is an idiot who holds. <laughs> I, everyone knows that person. I'm sure all of you know that person that holds the Snapchat up during a concert. You're there. You paid how much money to go to a concert and you're holding your phone up recording it on your snapchat story come on really exactly it's are you ever going to watch that again right right the only reason you're recording that is to say f you to your friends look how cool i am tonight exactly like i'm at this concert and like there's there's no is your friends gonna watch that and be like oh it's like i'm there no it's not it's like this pixelated (laughs) picture with this grainy sound so yeah, yeah. If any, any everyone listening out there, if your friends do that, just snap back them. Like show them a picture of like your butt or something. Right? <laughs> that's what that's what it's equivalent to. You know? Yeah, I think there was this like Instagram video or something. Love like it's like a comedy bit where someone's just like listening to their friends' uh, Snapchat from a concert. It's just like loud noise for like five minutes straight, right. and it's just like, geez, all right, get a life. Yeah, stupid. But really, I mean, you're you kind of. I mean, like I I kind of agree with you on social media getting off there and stuff. I agree. People only show their happy stuff. But imagine if we did it the other way around we showed our sad st- stuff be very there. depressing i oh very depressing i'd just be lying in my bed there'd be a video of me just laying there <laughs> contemplating life just being like crying a single right, tear rolling right. down your eye why did she not swipe right to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i definitely i definitely think just in social media and Going back to what we talked about once again, it's very new for everyone, even though it's like we've had social media and the internet for like 18 years or such. I think the 99 was when we had internet started or... Yeah, when did you have the dial-up that started? Yeah, remember dial-up? That was... paying for internet by the hour. Remember when you were like trying to play RuneScape and then your mom would try to call someone and you get logged off and... uh. But anyways, like we're still so young, even though it seems like we've had technology forever, we're still so young in this technology bubble that definitely you know we're still trying to figure out what we should be putting on there and i think down the line it'll get more balanced out and maybe i'll maybe i'll make a return to snapchat oh absolutely i mean i always think about that stuff like i remember like when myspace first came out and like the stupid stuff i was putting on there and it's like nowadays it's like i can't even log into my myspace anymore i don't know how to like i have an account i have no clue how to get on there tom just tom just sold that baby made his money and he's he left. And you know MySpace has failed when you can and when you go to MySpace and it says please log in with your Facebook. <laughs> Come on. That's the that's the just execution shot right that there. Is. But getting back to Freeman to end her childbirth, she pulled some MacGyver shit actually. Mm. To end the childbirth, Freeman cut her baby's umbilical cord using only a shoelace, a pocket knife, and a kettle of boiling water. So I I've, I've never seen a child's birth besides knocked up, which have you seen that movie? I did see Knocked Up. I don't remember that scene. There's I, a scene where they show the baby coming out of Katherine Heigl. I've heard a lot of like uh, abstract you know, descriptions of it and all. It's just one of those things that doesn't sound like I'd want to watch too much. You know. So if you're stag right now, I'm stag. But eventually, if there's a wife in the picture, do you want to be at the childbirth? It's one of those things I'm sure I'd, you know... <laughs> Be, be a lot yeah, more mature then. Yeah, yeah, hopefully a little more mature then. I should be mature now, but I don't know, man. And that's one of those things. It's, I'm sure we'd probably have to suck it up and do it. Yeah, it's just, just part of fatherhood. Just and... make sure we don't eat anything that day, you know? <laughs> I, I have heard that women also poop themselves during pregnancy. I've heard birth. of the, the afterbirth stuff. I've... But once again, not a doctor. Yeah, well... But I'm just I'm just thinking about how she used the shoelace, the pocket knife, and the kettle of boiling water. So what I'm thinking is she probably cleaned the knife in the boiling water tied the shoelace around where she wanted to cut it kind of like when you're like doing heroin to get like a good vessel or uh when you're like cut off your arm or something to stop the bleeding used to have a habit of that um and then just cutting the umbilical cord like it's nobody's business i give i give i give uh tia freeman a lot of props this this is like a baller move on her part i mean are you do you get woozy at like blood at all or uh kind of i've i've just been in this really weird stage the past few years where like if i see something very violent on tv i kind of have to like look away yeah yeah i mean like i remember like for uh engineering 101 we had to watch a video on like why to be safe in the in the labs and stuff they're showing like the accidents that could happen you know people's fingers getting ripped apart and like there's a dude that actually passed out i remember like during some of the, the footage 
given the class was very early in the morning, maybe you didn't eat or something. But I remember just myself getting woozy during all that. And like, there's a threshold, right? Yeah, I don't think I would pass out, but I definitely wouldn't want to like be checking it out or right. being like, oh yeah, that's interesting. Because there's like, like some people that'll be like, oh, that's interesting to look at. And, right, right. But I mean, I'm usually just, if I see, if I see that stuff, I recently watched, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Lobster with Colin Farrell. Lobster with Colin? I mean, it sounds it's like, like a very, very indie movie. It sounds like a Colin But anyways, <laughs> everyone listening, all my UK fans, it's actually a UK movie, so this is a spoiler. At the end, he goes to blind himself with a knife like to stick a knife in his eye and blind himself they didn't show it but even up to it i was like nope can't watch this yeah. can't watch this had to look away so i give a lot of props for tia freeman to be able to go through all of this shit yeah. by herself with only youtube videos to help oh my god i just i mean, definitely props i mean um i i don't know what it's like i i typically would think a lot um women could be a little more woozy to blood is what i would think and stuff but i, I like i remember working at a factory for a couple weeks well three months ago it was like an after high school thing girl that i worked with there um one of these staple guns someone got shot in like the hand or something and some blood came up she fainted instantly I remember yeah that. oh like, man so man holy cow her to go through the whole pregnancy uh and like <laughs> props to i agree with you props to her that's all i'm saying and she she probably saved a bunch of money i looked up the facts on how expensive <laughs> it is to have exactly. a baby in america it's about fifty thousand dollars for the whole medical trip it's it's like it's on average about ten thousand dollars just for the delivery where was she she was in istanbul in a hotel room well, did they have free medical out there? I mean, we're still paying for our stuff out here. I mean, well, she said after taking after she had birth, she birthed a baby boy named Xavier Alta Freeman. After taking a five to six hour nap, Freeman returned to the airport and asked for advice, and was promptly taken to the hotel where her son was given a clean bill of health and then checked up on. I don't know Istanbul's yeah. uh, medical, but I do know it's very expensive any medical procedure in the U.S. Maybe that's the trick. Like, uh, you ever get someone knocked up, go over to the U.K. and deliver like, <laughs> <laughs> Or no, what do we say? We just got to drive up to Canada. <laughs> exactly. Let's drive into Canada be like, oh, my baby's... But do you want a Canadian baby? Uh, that's true. Right? That's a... <laughs> okay. I, think, I think you got to do the having the baby be born in the air. Right? Somewhere in between or something, you're saying? I, I think if it... Maybe I'm... What maybe does it count as as a citizen if it's being if it's born in the air over international waters? Ooh, maybe it's a pirate baby. Does <laughs> <laughs> so it come out with like a patch and see an eye? Yeah, got the like, pig Got his little hook. Uh, but I'm just imagining to end the story. I'm just imagining. Hopefully, she didn't have to deal with any of those unskippable ads on on YouTube. Just oh imagine she's like, the baby's coming. Oh crap! I have an ad for Amy Schumer's new movie. You can't skip it. Either. This is the worst thing in my life. <laughs> I'll ask you one more question on just the usefulness of YouTube. I mean, obviously, people throughout history have birth children but in this situation it was so helpful because i guarantee right. like it's one of those things with the analog clock it's like now we have medical professionals who can birth children for us we don't need midwives so it's not a skill right. we need to have so it's super awesome for tia freeman to be able to be like boom youtube is right there how to video how to birth a child yeah i wonder i mean i'm sure there's probably like channels out there that would have like you know life skills i mean like, there obviously is like you look up how to change a tire but like an emergency situation like that yeah it's a little unorthodox you wouldn't think like how to birth a child maybe something like hey my my leg got cut off how do what do i do or something <laughs> maybe channels like that and the guy's listening that's a good <laughs> the guy's like all right today on my channel make sure first off make sure to smash that like button <laughs> uh like and subscribe but today i'm gonna cut off my leg and then the ad pops up right <laughs> as you're waiting to figure out what to do like oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i've definitely used youtube for a lot of things and yeah. i definitely think it's a good a good space you know it was interesting i had an interview a couple uh about six months back or so and i remember them you know kind of asking like, how what's your go-to how to figure things out and that was you know one of the things that they had mentioned was they go to youtube right away how to i mean it has come become such a part of our society right i mean oh yeah definitely i think like I have some IT friends and they're basically like, we just Google the problem, man. It's, yeah. but it's, I think it's also the other thing of being able to take that information you Google and being able to handle it properly because you have that background. Like if I was to Google an IT problem, I'd be like, this is super confusing. Like I could probably Google how to hack into a thermostat, <laughs> but I couldn't do it where a hacker, he could Google that information, know exactly what to do with it. Well, I mean, as you know, time progresses, you know, things can get simpler and simpler. Maybe, I don't know. 
I just, you know, it's funny when you think of stuff like this too. Man, how did we live in the 90s? Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> oh my God, I use the internet all the time. Like, like I said, my businesses are on the internet, so right. it's a 24-7 thing I need. But I mean, just imagine also, you know, cell phones, I mean, just how much more convenient our lives have gotten, for better or for worse. But the 90s, like, man, life was hard, man. Life was hard. And answer those pagers. and. I remember, I mean, you're older than me. When were, you, me. <laughs> when were you born? What? Uh, the, I'll, I'll tell you what, the Soviet you, Union was still around. Okay, yeah, you don't have to say the exact, <laughs> the exact date. Uh, but yeah, even in the 90s, I remember, like, I didn't have a cell phone until I was, like, maybe 13 or 14. And then before that, your friends calling your house and being, yep. like, having to talk to your mom. It's like, oh, is Adam home? Yeah, you're talking about the biggest, remember, uh, coming back, we're talking about the biggest adrenaline rush. That was it in the 90s. <laughs> that you was got, it. You got, you got a girl's that number. That was it. You had to call their home number. Their parents would be answering. Like, hello, this is Mr. Sarah's dad. Sarah's dad. Like, is Sarah oh. there? You'd, you know, you'd just be shaking. But uh, I'll tell you what, you know, it was, you know, we, we grew a little more, um, I don't know, I, I think it was a good life skill to have, right? I mean, nowadays you just swipe an app, right? Yeah, now I'm so good at talking to women on right. the internet. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready to get to our last story of the day? Uh, so sad, but... The, the UK audience knows we always save the most controversial story for last because we want them to hopefully get to this point, and then when they get to this point, roast you for your opinion. Stick with us. How know. strong-willed are you, Andy? Are you okay if people call you out on the internet? In a UK accent, um, I, I I think it would be very interesting to see. I would love to hear myself being called, you know, an old bloke, <laughs> something. I don't know what their terms are, bloody this or that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I would love to be called. Some, I mean, you know, I'd be, if I was to have a, ever a roast of me, I'd want it to be done in British because I probably wouldn't understand half the things they're saying. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I'm there with you. All right, this is the last story of the day. Facebook admits it did not read terms of the app that harvested data of 87 million users. This is from CNBC Tech Online. So <laughs> you, have you heard about the whole Facebook, the Cambridge Analytica thing? I've heard thing? of Facebook. Okay. Right. <laughs> so have you heard of the Cambridge Analytica mess up kind of happening? You know, I, I've read a little bit about it, um, but I've never, you know, I've never really looked too deep into it in the past, but I've, I've heard about this happening. <laughs> You'd think people... A big corporation, that's surprising that that would happen to them. Um, <laughs> that's what I think. But we'll, we'll give you some background and also sure, our listeners sure. who maybe uh, don't know the situation. So in 2015, Cambridge Analytica purchased an academic license from Facebook for access to their data. And through Alexander Kogan, who developed the app, Cambridge University researcher created the app, This Is Your Digital Life. Alexander Kogan created this app, This Is Your Digital Life. And then they bought an academic license from Facebook to put the app on Facebook for people to use and get their data. So over 25 or over a quarter million users downloaded and installed the app, allowing Cambridge Analytica, or CA for short, to study their behavior. What the users were unaware of is that by installing that app, they were granting permission to CA to have access to not only their behavior on the app, but also their Facebook data, like what you like, what you dislike, what you comment on who your friends are, and as well as the data of their Facebook friends as well. So it's kind of a spider web from that quarter of a million people, 87 million people ended up being affected. The data was then sold to different places to build targeted ads. So if I know exactly what you like, I can build an app specifically, or I can build, sorry, an ad specifically tailored to you. So people like um, Ted Cruz bought the information. Donald Trump bought this information. So basically, in a political sense, people are buying, hey, Andy, you may be on the fence between Hillary or Donald. I know exactly what you like. So maybe I'll use that to sway your vote a bit. So that's basically what happened. That's the big hubaloo about the Facebook Cambridge Analytica situation. They tell me Donald Trump likes McDonald's. Hillary hates him. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. I'm voting for. Like, what are your thoughts on that in general, on that happening? Uh, on the the information going out there, them forgetting to read the terms of conditions yeah. on this, I you know, it, you know if it's I, I don't I've never been able to really hear like a concrete story of like this is you know it's bad that these people have I mean I sure I would like to know if someone has my information but I I can't I've never heard too many situations where this is really affected 
too many people. I mean, I know, I'm sure people are saying how this has affected the election, um, how it's done this, done that. But I mean, you know, everyone's got that one friend who posts political stuff 24-7, right? I mean, is it really bad? I don't know. To me, I, I, I guess I made them a little indifferent about it. So you you don't mind a company or a, a candidate buying like personal private information to sway a campaign? Well, how much are they? I mean, what? I guess I'm just curious about what more, like, what information could they take that would help them sway? I mean, if they they want to know what I'm into, sure. I mean, I'd love to know like what their views are. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not gonna say I think this is a great idea that they should be doing it. I don't know. I mean, to me, like, I just I don't know any really like, like, yeah, Andrew, we found out that you really like Metallica or something. Let's put Donald Trump in like a guitar and <laughs> with a guitar. I don't, you know, or Hillary with. You know, she likes Megadeth or something. I just <laughs> this information. I, I I'm sure, like, it, it, I I don't think it's the best way to, for these people to go about it. But I just don't know too much information that I would have that would sway me one way or another that they could. You know, I mean. Well, yeah, and it, it goes back to the story about hacking into the casino thermostat, and we talked right. about you know, we're not famous enough or we don't have enough to hide mm-hmm. where it's really going to make a difference. Right. I feel like a majority of people who use Facebook pretty much put all their information on Facebook and they may not realize it, but if you're dumb enough to do that, you should realize right. that someone can easily use that information to sway you either way. So if you hear the old saying, um, what is it? Facebook stalking, you know, it's when you, <clears throat> when you look someone's name up, yeah. start, um, you ever think of like kind of how dumb that phrase is? I mean, I think, of, you know, like looking someone up, like if you're looking up an old girlfriend or something like, Okay, maybe a little creepy, but I mean, if someone's just looking someone up, I mean, shit, man, your stuff is out there online. You put it there. Well, yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's what it's there definitely for. with like online dating, and it's like, like you're yeah. definitely doing some reconnaissance on that date before oh, you go because right. it's the, the information is just there. Yeah, that's actually. I mean, what are they? You're saying? actually doing research right now. <laughs> yeah, I am. I mean, well, no one ever puts on like what they really are like, right? On like uh, dating apps or anything. You don't know what someone looks like. They're gonna put, give you their best looks. They're gonna give you like. Um, I'm sorry, this might be a little controversial to say too, but all the big women kind of only give you face pics. The very close face Yeah, very picks. close. Oops, careful there. Sorry, breaking the equipment. <laughs> breaking your equipment there. You know, or that, that picture that's from up high or something. So you want a better view of what someone looks like, you might look them up, you know, on Facebook, see if you can figure out what they really look like or something. Because, you know, nowadays with online dating, like that's, you know what I mean? It's like you, you don't get much out of, you know, versus back in the day, you'd have to actually go talk to someone and like you kind of get to know them a little better before taking that risk. Well, yeah, it's like what I talked about with social media and like everyone posts only their positive only things. Positive stuff, yeah. Online dating is that times 100. Right. It's like you're only posting that perfect photo that you probably specifically took just for this. In for yeah, and just stuff. Like you cut weight for like a month just for this one photo. Doing some bicep curls. <laughs> like, oh, I just found this dog in the street. <laughs> I'm just holding this little baby. It's not my baby. It's just some random dog. <laughs> so back to the story. Facebook claims innocence and now apparently was unaware of the terms of the app. So apparently Facebook is saying, we didn't know the terms and conditions of this app are bad, <laughs> basically. Yeah, no, Facebook. <laughs> Pardon my language, man. Facebook fucked up there. <laughs> yeah, the on. Facebook CTO, the chief technical officer, Mike Schroff, stated, if I said your name wrong, Mike, please DM me. He's going to find you. <laughs> we did not read all the terms and conditions. And that's where I'm just like, okay, as a normal person, not a mega corporation, it makes sense for us not to read that term and conditions because we trust that that company, that if it's Apple to read their terms and conditions, we trust that Apple will protect us in a way. And, and maybe that's stupid, like we talked about earlier, but we're trusting right. that company. But when you get to a mega corporation like Facebook, you guys have teams of lawyers that their job is to read the terms and conditions. Right. So I don't buy this excuse. No, definitely um, definitely a big mess up on their behalf. Um, but doesn't that make you kind of think too? I mean, going back to like, we just blindly trust these companies too. I mean, wasn't this kind of like how the issue started too? I, I, I'm not sure, but I thought like back in, you know, a couple of years back, there was something that happened where we found out that they were sharing our information. I mean, we click yes, accept on all this stuff without even a second thought, right? You know, what? What's yeah, right definitely. There, right? I definitely <laughs> think, I definitely believe it. That's very much an ignorance, ignorance on our part right. on 
just trusting these companies and I mean yeah if they can if they can make money they're gonna do it at the end of the day right I mean their their bottom line is their shareholder right but um, I, I definitely see where you're coming from but that but does beg the question like what if you know yeah and I've it, there's always that saying if it's free they're making money somehow but you're the you're the product. You're the you're product. The product. If it's you're free, the product, you're the yep. product. Yep. Definitely, definitely. And that's Facebook in a nutshell. Like yep. all those ads. I don't know if you've heard about the ads being picked up on stuff like you've said to people in the conversation. That's just or... what I was about to bring up. Have you had that happen before? I, you know, I feel like I've had it happen. You know, I can't say for sure, but I was just going to bring that up. I, I saw there is videos you can watch on uh, on YouTube, you know, whether they're real or not. But where couples like uh, there's one I saw where a couple was just talking about uh, cat food. They just, they don't own a cat or anything. They just start talking about cat food and then bam, they start getting ads for cat food. It's like, damn, they're listening. <laughs> like, and here's my thoughts on that. You know, it's, it's a bit creepy. It's a bit like black mirror creepy, yeah. but also it's making my internet experience a lot better. True. Because I'm getting ads for things I want to see. Right, right. I'm not getting ads for... Like getting granny panties or Yeah, <laughs> I don't have a cat. I don't want cat right. food ads. But it is... I, I understand where it comes across as creepy as well. Yeah, it could come in handy. I mean, like, you know, there's the people, the tinfoil hat people. I mean, maybe we used to call them that, but now, look, we do know that the government is listening in on us. <laughs> By the way, you guys are doing a great job. Don't don't come after me. No. I usually but get an email after every episode. After like, every episode, thanks for not calling us out. <laughs> thanks for not bringing up that thing we did the other month. I've I actually heard this uh, this thing on the internet the other day. I don't know if it's true, but there is this uh, gigantic theory that the government made people wear tinfoil hats because it amplifies the signal the signal yeah <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't dampen it at all it actually amplifies it yeah yeah well i suppose the only way you could get around that isn't it like you'd have to wear like a lead hat or something yeah or something that lead on your head. <laughs> not the best decision yeah. but if you're getting to that point where you're getting lead on your head you're probably gone mentally anyhow yeah so wrong there. <laughs> yeah i mean that's you know, this is stuff that people, that's why we have the discussions, right? Like, is this information we want them to have? Is it not? I mean, do I kind of agree with you. I do think it's a better experience with stuff I am interested in. I mean, I've been trying to find a new computer. Oh, what brand new ad on my my phone. I got a new Yeah, it actually just popped up. That was crazy. Just saying a new computer. It's saying four computers within four miles of here. Four hot singles in your area that's that the, own computers. <laughs> Yeah, what's the old saying? What's the biggest lie you've ever been told? Hot singles in your area. I <laughs> well, walked there, around. Well, as long as you're in the area, Andy, there's always a hot <laughs> oh, single right, in the right. area. Hot single moms. <laughs> so to end the Facebook discussion, though, do you believe Facebook knew what was happening, or do you believe their claim of innocence? Ooh, that is a good do you want point. some time to think about it? I'll answer my thoughts. Go go ahead. I might have to think. Maybe I'll. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of fifty fifty on this. One half of me thinks this can be seen as Facebook's test run into selling data, and basically now they've gotten rid of the competition because now there's all these government crackdowns and there's these laws and stuff in place, and Facebook is kind of grandfathered in. So I kind of see it, oh, maybe that. But then that's also my conspiracy side thinking. And also, like, businesses... Even mega businesses like Facebook make these bad decisions all the time. Like you hear about all the PR mistakes companies, huge companies make that have millions to spend on marketing make. I also think this could just be Facebook just messed up. Yeah. So I'm kind of 50-50. I mean, I don't think it's too hard to believe that there was some guy that just like, oh, terms, condition. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. But I, these things like that, I mean, again, these companies, they will, if they, they can make more money so in a certain way. I don't think all corporations, I'm certainly not one of those people that believe all corporations are evil, but if they can make some more dough here and like, just see, like test the waters, you know? Well, yeah. And I, I talked about like Facebook having lawyers and lawyer or tons and tons of lawyers to read these terms and conditions. But even in our jobs, there's still things that even though we may think we're the best in that field, there's still things that slip through. Right. And that just may be the case on something slipped through. Yeah. I mean, like, and that's. You know, that's something I was researching today, too, kind of like bureaucratic. You know, a friend of mine told me he was uh, down at the DMV in Florida and just, you know, he didn't get some paperwork filed just in the nick of time. And there's this whole procedural things that have to be followed. You know, he's telling me, like, dude, it's just all that bureaucratic BS. Well, sometimes in a case like this, there's these procedures and stuff that have to be, you know, you're going through this readme thing. Then if it's, oh, yeah, this random little sentence here, you know, under 500, you know, other sentences that we were supposed to read through that no human being could read through in like a single day or two. You're going to need a couple weeks maybe to get through the whole thing. 
and what does it even mean, you know? And then secretly, you know, maybe lawyer talk thing if you're not. Facebook, yeah, they have lawyers that should be able to read that stuff and tell them what that means. But you know, I, I could, in, in likelihood, I could see some, you know, some old bloke there dropping the ball. <laughs> yeah, because definitely, even in corporate America, I've never worked a nine to five office job. Getting the sense from movies like Office Space, where I've heard people that have that job, that's spot on. I could see so many things just slipping through, or there's so many things that are passed around that it's going to get lost somewhere. And I, I can definitely see that to be true. I mean, definitely like in an office, <clears throat> uh, pardon me, there's always that one person I feel like that is kind of just like sliding by and getting by there. And maybe that was this person in the situation so who knows somebody's getting fired at facebook someone's getting fired well speaking of office water cooler talk is the perfect podcast to listen to on your way to the office because well you've listened for the past hour or so and you've probably got you probably got a lot of good small tidbits you can bring your small talk to to talk about with your coworkers. Dear god you guys have been listening to this thing for the past hour <laughs> people listen to it i think our retention rate is about like 33 minutes which is really good that's about half which is really excellent now i'm messing with you. of course this one's going to be the best one this is a full hour you guys if you didn't stay with us you didn't you miss the part where uh you know we're going to be giving away ten dollars to well i don't know if well, all right yeah you can say it. you all can right, say it it's right. your money it's your yeah, money yeah, you're gonna... yeah, yeah ten dollars <laughs> and in in 2100 the year 2100 that is though awesome yeah make sure to like comment and subscribe <laughs> and you'll get that money from andy all right andy well, how how did you have a good time absolutely this is a fantastic time here well, the, these are the stories we talked about. We talked about the first story, schools are removing analog clocks from exam halls as teachers can, or as students, sorry, cannot tell time. Hackers stole the casino's high roller database through a thermometer in the fish tank. Mom delivers her own baby after watching YouTube tutorial. Once again, if you want to check out Tia Freeman's Twitter, it's at the Whittle Demon on Twitter. And finally, Facebook admits it did not read terms of the app that harvested data of 87 million. Andy, what was your favorite story? Yeah, I mean, there's some hot topics right there, man. I mean, great you, Yeah, thank you for getting controversial and talking yes, about some yes. things and not so being funny. afraid to call out the government. Cool. Yeah, we say that with a grain of salt, government. Please don't... Uh... <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on. What was that? Oh, hey, oh, oh. oh, flashbang! Nothing nothing happening here. <laughs> We ask for your forgiveness from the DMV. No, favorite story by far got to be that analog clock one. Just because going back to, I mean, it's a little cheesy, but come on. That's one of those things, like, is it something that kids really need to learn? And, like, it does bring me back to, like, did I need to learn cursive? Did did we really not, were we not going to have calculators in our pockets, you know? I don't know. It just, it brings back personal memories for me growing up, I guess. Very is true. This something I definitely, really... I think I'm there with you. That was definitely one of my favorite stories as well. Definitely. Well, Andy, we usually like to put the guest on the hot seats and the show. Do you have any sort of talent that you can show us um, to talent. end the show? Maybe, maybe you're a good singer. Maybe you can play the guitar. Hmm. Maybe you can beatbox. Maybe you have a good joke. Maybe you even have a good story that you want to leave the audience with. I mean, I'm I'm good with the old dad jokes here and there. I can do All a right. couple of those. Give us give us a few good old dad jokes to end the podcast. And once again, guys, this is Water Cooler Talk, a Spotify exclusive news podcast. Just in case you were wondering, where can I listen to this, Andy? Uh, you can listen to this on Spotify. Awesome. All right, Andy, blow us away with some dad jokes. Maybe a little inappropriate here, but what did one tampon say to the other tampon? What? Nothing. They were both stuck up bitches. <laughs> Not quite a dad joke there. All right, all right. Got a little off cue there. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is how you end episode number 15 with Andy Merton. Andy, do you have a Twitter you want to blow out there? I, I don't have Twitter. Um, I, have, I have Facebook. Um, I have Snapchat. Do you want anyone from the UK adding you on Facebook? You know what? If you guys feel uh, compelled to add me on Facebook, go for it. If you uh, feel connected to Andy, try to find him on <laughs> Facebook. I, I will I'll have to look at your stuff first to make sure you're not the government or something. But um, <laughs> I will appreciate anyone trying to add me on Facebook. But anyways, Andy, thank you for coming on today. Thank it you was a pleasure. Me. We'll make sure to have you have you back in the future. For sure. Uh, but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode number 15. We will see you in two Thursdays from now. We do an episode every other Thursday. So Make sure you tune in. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you listen. And make sure you have a good time. And we are out of here. Just to like <laughs> Nazi show, I was like, oh no! This is the story of a podcast that takes weird news from across the world. And while many of these stories may seem fake, 
they're absolutely not because they're real.